One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed, move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers, like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. I'm Tamara Thomas, editor-in-chief of UrbanHealthToday.com, part of the DocWire family of medical news sites. And I want to thank you for tuning in to Urban Health Weekly. Our goal each week is to keep you informed of the latest in health and medical news right from today's headlines. It's time to empower yourself with open conversations about your medical care with news that matters to you. So are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Tamara Thomas and welcome to Urban Health Weekly, where we talk about medical news and health topics that matter to you. I am here with Jackie and Lou. How are you guys? Good. I'm doing great. Uh, people are starting to see my face after two and a half years. What, is, what, does, that <laughs> what does that mean? I don't have to wear masks uh, all the time anymore. It's, oh, it's become, that's right. Yes. It's becoming a little bit more optional. So the that's the latest news. The mask mandate has been overturned. Wow. So that's that's for, for for airplanes and such. So and transportation, except New York. New York has basically been like, screw that, we're keeping our mask mandate. What do you think? What does this what do you think this means? No more passengers acting the fool? Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, I think it's passengers acting the fool. And imagine like a lot of people, it happened like mid-flight for a lot of people. So yes, I can't tell you how many images. their masks off, like oh people I've seen. <laughs> you know, as a as a frequent flyer or a past frequent flyer, I can tell you that you're always going to get passengers acting the fool. Whether it's I don't like my seat, I don't like my food, I don't like the person sitting next to me, I don't like the fact that the play the flight is taking too long. Blah blah blah. Uh, masks uh, gave a whole new wrinkle to me uh, to this, uh, and uh, you know, it's uh, the the thing is the important thing is with this mask mandate is that while the mask mandate is gone for now, that doesn't mean that your common sense should be gone for now. Ah, very good point. Yes, if you feel more comfortable wearing that mask, please wear that mask. Uh, also, fly but is a mask going to protect you for, say, a six-hour flight across the ocean? No, no. But it's like, it's not going to protect you. But it's better. I than mean, nothing. on one hand, airlines—they um, do have filtration systems now that are, and doctors have said, yeah, it's true, are that are better than some medical facilities. So there's that. Right. That's good. They yeah. updated that stuff. But it's it's very cold comfort if you're sitting next to somebody who doesn't want to wear a mask and mm -hmm. probably has symptoms and doesn't care. Because a lot of people falsified 
paperwork too. Oh yeah, and there you are in a metal tube. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. With right. circulating air, breathing everyone's air. And but I'm just I'm just talking now specifically about the person sitting next to you or sitting behind mm -hmm. you. Yeah, you can't social distance. There's no right. such thing. And and we are we are packed like such sardines already. That what do you do? I mean, what do you do in that well, situation? Well, the, the thing is, actually, you know, the New York Times did have an interesting article this week um, that we, you know, when if we find it, maybe we'll put it as a link here as to what are your odds. Oh, yes, I saw that. Yeah, Ooh. if you're wearing a mask and the other person is not wearing a mask, how, how much safety does that give you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Ooh. So that, that was a kind of an interesting uh, article in terms does of- Does it reduce the viral load? I would think you get less viral load coming in if you're wearing a mask. Well, right. yeah. if you're wearing so that if you're wearing a mask and the person's wearing a mask, then there's a percentage. If you're wearing a mask and the person's not wearing a mask, there's like a whole breakdown. If the person's ah. wearing a mask and you're not wearing a mask, but they've done that before. Right. They've done that right. before. Right. And it's just new data. It's that data is out there and there's a lot of places where you can find it. And, uh, you know, they always refine the data because as more data comes in, the, the numbers change. But you, you still have a better shot if you wear a mask than if you don't wear a mask at getting something if somebody's around you. Now, six hour flight, that's a long time. But, you know, airplanes do have air scrubbers and they have all sorts of filtration systems, et cetera, et cetera. And that, that air is moving around the cabin. Uh, that said, um, you know, if somebody's sick, chances are, and that person's right next to you, you sit next to them for six hours, whether you're wearing a mask or not, you've got a high probability of getting sick. However, it's a higher probability if you're not wearing a mask. So, you know, it's, it's pretty much up to you. And, and I kind of like that freedom. And that's why I say that I can now show my face. So <laughs> when I feel safe in a place, I'm showing my face. If I don't feel safe, I don't show my face. Okay, so where do you normally, where do you still normally wear your mask? For example, don't uh, name, name, my goodness. Oh my God. Because that's a warehouse. So okay. that's a big space. Well, but, but. Or a, or a, a large construction area where there's a lot of people coming and going. What about uh, that supermarkets? I absolutely wear my mask. Should I name a few supermarkets? No, or, don't, don't name any supermarkets. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, you know, uh, in terms of that, for whatever weird reason, I feel more comfortable in like small boutiques and coffee shops. Um, oh, so it's like uh, not having like a huge volume of people coming in and out all at once. Is that what's... Yeah, places I'm familiar with and that's just a few. Let me tell you, this is not based on science. This is just, just based on my feeling. comfort level. It was so funny because like um, last week I went out to eat with my little one. And mm -hmm. we, we went in, we walked in without masks. And then... Um, I sat down and I saw the people across from the <laughs> table. There were so many of them. I was like, I just immediately put my mask on and I was like, put your mask on. And she's like, why? And I said, just put it on now. Because the table was so, yeah. I don't know. It was just something about them that just said. Yeah, and, and but in a, in a place where I'm on. used to. <laughs> yeah, yesterday I went to a place where I'm used to eating. I've been there a million times. Uh, and I, Mask was the farthest thing from my mind. It just, it just didn't, uh, 
it just didn't register. Yesterday, I also went to the dentist and- Oh my goodness, this just in. Turkey Hill recalls some ice cream over possible peanut allergens. Oh my God. If you have uh, Turkey Hill, please get rid of it. it. If you have a, a nut allergy, please. Well, we got to get breaking news music for the next one. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm so nerdy about this that I get those kinds of alerts. So I got to like pump right up. (laughs) Your turkey ill ice cream. So so anyway, yeah, uh, you know, the mask mandate, and this may be overturned again, because of course it's in the courts and it's all being politicized and blah, blah, blah. But, you know. Yeah, the Biden administration is fighting it, right? But look, COVID is not going away. It's going to wane and then it's going to come back and there's going to be different strains and this is going to be here for at least the next few years, if not for the rest of our lifetime. Let's hope not. This is going to be the rest of our lives. This is just, we just, I agree. It's going to be, yeah, like seasonal flu. Yeah, it's just going to be the pantheon of seasonal. This is the seasonal COVID and the seasonal flu. Yeah. And uh, my feeling is that, you know, you can't have mandates for everything. But there's certainly a lot of common sense behavior that has to happen. And I think we're moving into the phase where, you know, we're going to have less regulation of where and where you shouldn't. Maybe hospitals will always have them and other, some areas may always have them. And that's fine. Be ready to, restri- the, to respect those restrictions. Uh, but it's pretty much up to all of us as to what we do. If there's a store that requires masks, by all means, Make up your mind. Either don't go in that store and go in a different store or wear a mask. But the proprietor of that store has told you to wear a mask. I'm wearing masks everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, no matter what. There's some places like if if I if I have well, not I, I've, I've eaten in restaurants now where you know obviously I take my mask off for that. But if I'm in the grocery store, I just wear a mask. I, oh, I don't absolutely. mind. I don't mind. But I haven't taken a, a flight you know, yeah, in two years, I, I would be wearing a mask on a flight. And I might even be trying to wear it, uh, you know, for a very long flight. If I were to fly internationally, I think I would be uh, wearing my mask. That's a long, it's a long haul, but kids have been doing it all day in school, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I do wonder though about the, the oxygen saturation, does wearing a mask for a long time and now an exercise. I wore a mask at the gym and I lifted weights. And I was I did, and I was huffing and puffing. Wow. See, that's why I haven't set foot inside a gym because I would be so afraid of not having enough oxygen to deliver to my muscles wearing a mask. Well, it's not like I was lifting very heavy. <laughs> like I'm out of practice. Puffing. And by the way, I'm not discouraging anyone. I'm not, don't take this that, that I'm right, trying to right, right. don't wear your mask to the gym. I'm just marveling. That's all. That's all. Yeah, right? no, I, wasn't doing, I wasn't doing heavy cardio at the gym. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so exactly. I, that, you know, uh, if I were to do heavy cardio, I will be doing it outdoors. So that just makes my life easier. It, it, it fits better, I think. I like it. It feels comfortable. I don't mind breathing in that. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I miss my my silk masks, but you know that that time has come and that gone. That time has passed. So, so I have to deal with mask me. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, there's own. a little mask me to be had, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. By the way, Lou, I decided. You know, you talked a couple of weeks about your you, you monitor your own PSA and stuff like that, and you threw mm-hmm. some numbers out. I just wanted to revisit that really quickly because I asked you you know, where you got your information from and you weren't really completely certain. Here's what I found. 
This is according to cancer.gov. There okay. is no specific normal or abnormal level of PSA in the blood. In the past, PSA levels of 4.0, I think you had said 5.0, nanograms per milliliter and lower were considered normal. However, some individuals with PSA levels below 4.0 nanograms per milliliter have prostate cancer, and many with higher PSA levels between 4 and 10 nanograms per milliliter do not have prostate cancer. Oh. So truly, the blood test is not enough. You really should. I know that you don't want to do the ultrasound, but it's a lot more accurate. That's all. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to tell you what to do. I'm just giving you more information to make decisions, make better decisions for your health. That's all. I will just nod my head quietly. <laughs> but in my little secret heart. No, fully well, he will never. No, in his heart of hearts. You will never, ever, ever do it. Okay, you've been told. Once you know something, you can't unknow it. So do as I I've say, done my job. No, she can wash her hands of that. I wash yeah. my, exactly. <laughs> I wash my hands. <laughs> so be it. It's done. Oh, um, speaking of medical. So I was telling you guys last week about my frustration with trying to track down. Um, yes. My Okay, so I was talking last week about my um, providers want me to do a biopsy and they want me to do marker clips um, after the, or during the procedure. And I wanted to talk to either my, um, the radiologist or my um, breast onc about it. And they gave me so much runaround. It was absolutely wow. mind-blowing, the gauntlet they put me through. So anyway, I finally um, spoke to my, um, my breast aunt. I did a telehealth with her and I peppered her with questions and she explained a lot to me. And then, um, so it did put me at ease. And then I had a conversation the, later that day with the radiologist who explained even more. And so I found oh, out- Oh, you did get the radiologist. I did get, so I got both. I got, right, I got right. the and the radiologist, yes. And um, she explained to me exactly what would be happening. It's not going to be the, um, the one that I was worried about. It's gonna be the vacuum-assisted wow. one. It's not going to be the, the punch. So okay. that's great. Um, she explained to me that it's gonna be human hands. It's not gonna be some- computer or some robot arm doing it. So that's great. Okay. Um, it's going to be extremely localized. And I've even made arrangements with her to give me a different anesthetic because there are certain anesthetics that I am sensitive to. So she's made a note of that and she's going to reach out to the pharmacy to get some other formulation for me. See, this is what happens when you have a conversation with the yeah. provider. A little more Not individualized. Administrators, exactly. People who are in a position to make decisions. Uh, that's not uh, taking anything away from the administrators. I'm just saying that, you know, if you if you want things to get done, you have to talk to the people that are in, in, in the position to do them. Like me talking to an administrator is not going to be able to, to resolve these kinds of questions. Now, the only thing that she was not able to, we had a very long back and forth about this, was the clip markers. Okay. So, yeah. So her her response to me was, 
well, it's standard practice and doctors do it all the time and patients don't even know. She gave me the example of, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> she gave me an example of like, I forgot one of these GI surgeries and they put, you know, sutures in and the sutures are titanium and they, but that's a benefit to the patient. So she hasn't made a strong case um, to me for why I should have markers. And also the thing that she, she didn't want to acknowledge that I'm going to say here is that once again, those markers disappear after about 12 to 15 or 18 months. So with the, before two years is out, so maybe it'll be around for your first, you know, year after you have okay. this procedure. But then after that, what's going to happen is your body is going to encapsulate these foreign bodies and they're going to disappear into your um, breast tissue. Okay. So, so there's no long-term benefit to me having pieces of titanium in my boob. Is that what they're made of? Okay. So that Well, they- some of them are made of titanium and some of them are made of like a steel stainless steel component, okay. you know, um, composite. Um, most places use the titanium because um, there's, it's inert. There's no like, yeah, not reactive. No, there's no known reaction, right? Yeah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Um, the stainless steel, some people use, but it's got nickel in it. There are a lot of people Whoa. with allergies. So most places, I believe, just don't use it, they just go straight for the titanium. However, I don't care if it's made of gold. I'm not doing it because there's there's no benefit. There's no immediate, like sutures, I can understand. Sutures are holding stuff together. That makes sense. That's a benefit to me. Right. These markers are not a benefit to me. They benefit the radiologist or the surgeon. That's not a benefit to me. So, and I asked her, I said, what did you guys do before the invention of markers? And she said, oh, markers have always been done. I wanted to say, don't play games with me, woman. You know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, you guys weren't using markers. And so she dodged that question and I asked her twice and she would, but in any event, in in general, she she, um, put me very much at ease. I now have a clear visual of exactly what's going to happen. So I'm going to go forward with both of them, but I'm just not going to do the markers. Okay. Which she's still fighting me on, but I just left to that. I'll think about it, but I thought about it. And my answer is still no. Okay. <laughs> now that's just my decision. Ladies, feel free to do what you need to do. Always follow your doctor's advice. I'm just not following that particular piece of advice because to me, it just doesn't make sense to me, but I think that you should follow your doctor's orders always there. All right. 
So into medical news of the week. No more excuses. Stop after <laughs> appointments to stop postponing now that the COVID pandemic is easing. The pandemic isn't over, of course, but thanks to the vaccine and therapeutics, normal life is starting to gradually return. And doctor's offices that were closed or offered only limited services for the past year are opening back up. You're not alone if you skipped your regular checkups this past year. According to a survey of over a thousand Americans from the Time Harris poll, 78% have put off at least one medical service during the past three months. 30% have skipped their dental exam and 27% missed their annual checkup. Even those who make their health a priority have set, let things slide. In a recent survey by Meredith, the parent company of health, less than half of women who identify as health enthusiasts reported keeping on top of their doctor's appointments. Ah. If you haven't been, I know, right? If you haven't seen your doctor in over a year, except for COVID related issues, it's time to get them on your calendar. These are the doctor appointments that are most important according to physicians. Obgyn checkup, of course. Your Obgyn checkup is your opportunity to talk about birth control, be tested for sexually transmitted infections, have a pelvic exam, and address any changes to your cycle. It's also where you get important cancer screenings, such as a clinical breast exam and a pap test. That leads us to mammogram breast cancer screening. When you're at the Obgyn or primary care physician, ask your doctor about a referral to a radiology center for a mammogram. The guidelines concerning how often women should get this breast cancer screening varies. The American Cancer Society suggests that average risk women, meaning you don't have certain risk factors for the disease, like a family history or genetic mutation, start getting them yearly between ages 45 and 54, then switch to every one to two years after age 55. Oh, and what's that about? So because the- um, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 no. My side, wasn't, my side wasn't the exasperation for you. It was like, you're right. We should stop for a second and, and, uh, and explain that. Why the one to two years after age 55? Because of all the radiation. Ah. So happens when you're, when you're 45 to 54, that's like, you know, you're perimenopausal, approaching menopause, yes. you know, menstruating and so forth. And th that the, the, the estrogen is higher during that time. And so you're, you're, even though you're average risk, your average risk for cancer is higher during that time than after menopause. Ah. And so they've decided that mammography's benefits outweigh its risks. Okay. But then after 55, when a lot of your estrogen has um, decreased, then the benefits don't outweigh the risk as much. And so exposing you to yearly doses of radiation are just not a benefit to you. Okay. So thank you for that, that question. <laughs> ACOG recommends women start having mammograms every one to two years between ages 50 and 74. Your OBGYN can let you know how often you should go for a mammogram. The bottom line is that despite the pandemic, breast cancer has not taken a vacation, says Richard Reitherman, MD, PhD, medical director of breast imaging at Memorial Care Breast Center at Orange Coast Medical Center in Fountain Valley, California. I just want to throw in, though, high-risk women like myself with a family history and or genetic mutations should get screened every six months. So it should be like 
ultrasound mammogram or MRI mammogram or MRI ultrasound, but every six months you should be getting screened. Okay. Primary care physician visit. A routine physical examination helps you stay in good health by addressing a wide range of topics. Dental check teeth cleaning. To maintain good oral hygiene and a healthy mouth, you need to visit your dentist regularly. So if you haven't been in at least a year, it might be time. Well, this is very good common sense stuff, don't you believe? Sure. And aren't we supposed to go twice a year for the dentist? Uh, yes, every six months. Thanks for, for okay. bringing that one up. I feel like I'm missing one here. Dermatology. Dermatology, that's right. That's right. The Skin Cancer Foundation recommends an annual visit to the dermatologist as part of an early cancer detection strategy. You should go more frequently if you're at higher risk of skin cancer. Your dermatologist will advise you there. A skin check usually takes about 15 minutes. Uh, it's actually less than that. They go over your skin with this little camera type thing. It's this little handhold camera and they look at your skin to see if there's anything off. And it, it literally takes maybe maybe 10 minutes. Uh, it's just so easy. And That's cool. So your dermatologist has that kind of thing. They're not like eyeballing it through a little scope. They have like- No, a it's funny. One year I had a, a, a doctor do that. Um, and I was just like, where's your little handheld thing? And she's like, oh, I don't need it. And I never saw her again because I was oh. like, what, what in the world? How do you really think that you're going to see anything on my skin with just your bare eyes? This is not like the sixties where this right. technology didn't exist and you just hope for the best. Not I don't know, yeah. I don't know did that because my skin is brown. Like I'm seeing you because I'm at risk, you know, with bracket two, among other things, you're at you're at higher risk for skin cancer. Yes, you know, so it's like ovarian cancer, breast cancer, pancreatic cancer, skin cancer. Um, not so much, not so much colorectal. That one I kind of settled with my GI because he he put that that idea to bed. But oh. um, yeah, their kidney like, also is kidney in the thing. I was thinking Lynch syndrome. So, okay. Oh yeah, that's a. Oh, oh, right. That's right for Lynch syndrome. Oh, I don't know enough about Lynch syndrome. Sorry. Okay. But yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right. So strawberry, spinach, kale, high on the dirty dozen list. Uh, yes, we know what the dirty dozen list is, right? Those are the, the um, fruits and vegetables that are pesticided to the to the gods and not safe to eat well I, I thought it was on the yucky list that where mom made you eat it you go strawberries <laughs> on never every kid loves strawberries i think once again strawberries and spinach along with kale and collard green and mustard green top this year's dirty dozen list an annual and controversial ranking of non-organic fruits and vegetables based on the amount of pesticide found in samples of the foods the yearly report comes from the Environmental Working Group, a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving human health and the environment, and also includes a clean 15 list of produce. An industry group of growers of organic and non-organic produce, along with some dietitians, make strong objections to the report, saying it raises unnecessary alarm and could discourage people from eating enough fruits and vegetables. The report gives people valuable information, says the EWG. Alexis Temkin, PhD, a toxicologist, so they can make informed choices about the fruits and vegetables they buy. 
The EWG researchers get data from the US Department of Agriculture's samplings of pesticide, pesticide residue on produce done yearly or every two years and from the FDA for honeydew melon, which the USDA doesn't test for. That's so strange. That the US I guess because of they have the the thick um the thick peel right that's how the melons are so well, they yes I guess, yeah, I guess maybe certain fruits they don't because the skin is so thick that it just, yeah like watermelons melons in general I think yeah they're they're somewhat protected all right so here's the list strawberries spinach kale Wait, this is the dirty list this is the dirty list yes okay strawberries spinach kale and collard and mustard greens nectarines apples, grapes, oh, grapes, oh my goodness, I love grapes, bell and hot peppers, cherries, peaches, pears, and celery, and oh, tomatoes. celery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're generally supposed to, we should maybe, if we can, opt for organic. I always say buy organic or buy local. You can't really go wrong either way. I mean, it's a little more expensive and you get a little less for your dollar, but I always get organic for berries, especially. I just do. Yeah, I just yeah, find like that one's safer. It. It's yeah. just safer. But you know, a lot of people are like local people are growing stuff now, and it's better than going to the supermarket. Um, you know, if you can ah. get your hands on, if you can get someone to give you a ride to, or take the bus to, or scooter, or bicycle to, you know, like local, like they'll have like what do you call those things? Where Farmers market. Have, farmer's market. Thank you. You can go to a farmer's market. Um, you can go like join a food co-op um, where you can put in time and in exchange for your time, you can get fresh. Those tend to be very locally. Oh, that's good stuff. As well. Um, if you're going to like the big chain supermarkets and stuff, please try to buy organic. Um, if you can't try to buy local as best you can, um, you can't go wrong either way. All right. I, I mean, I, I think that again makes a, a lot of perfect sense. Um, however, you know, I, I think people also have to start making some choices here because it might s scrape your budget. I mean, if you go to um, if you go to a, your local supermarket, your organic stuff is going to cost a bit more. So it right. may be that you have to start looking at alternate places to get your produce, perhaps farmers markets where they sell natural produce is uh, now, especially now that the weather's going to be warmer, you can go there and ask them about their produce and say, okay, do you use pesticides, et cetera, et cetera. That's right. Don't be afraid to question about, I mean, the, the, the pesticides that people generally use are not the industrial stuff that gets uh the agribusinesses sued but it's oh. still a good question yes it's still a good question yeah so so it's time to shop around a little bit uh is my advice uh not all of this stuff is easily affordable and you you know i i know strawberries if you go organic they cost twice as much but what is the alternative i mean the alternative is getting nothing and that's not an alternative as far as i'm concerned can i tell you what i like to do i like to buy um frozen organic because then it's really like it's not as delicious but uh mm -hmm. that's really helpful because that really drops the price if you're mm -hmm. buying your berries and they're frozen. yeah, yeah. And then what i do is i have like a dehydrator and then i i let them defrost and then i put the berries in the dehydrator and then they get all like tasty and crunchy and then i use them on my salads and, oh. and 
Yeah, I do okay. that a lot now. That and that way you get organic stuff, no added sugar, and that's just fantastic on a salad. It 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 saves a lot of money, and you get like a variety of stuff. But in terms of otherwise, yeah, if I'm buying like I want the berry, you know, itself, you know, mm-hmm. just to eat it fresh like that, it does cost more when it's organic. There's no doubt. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, onto the the clean fifteen. Almost 70% of the clean 15 fruit and vegetable samples had no detectable residues of pesticide, the EWG found. Avocados with sweet corn were the cleanest, with less than 2% of samples showing any detectable pesticide. pesticide. Here is the list of the clean 15. Of course, we just named the first two, avocados, sweet corn, pineapple, onions, papaya, frozen sweet peas, asparagus, honeydew melon, kiwi, cabbage, mushrooms, cantaloupe, mangoes, watermelon, and sweet potatoes. A lot of melons on that list. Yes. Well, I guess- Avocado with the thick skin. Yeah, what I was just gonna say is uh, about half the list, uh, you're getting thick skin type stuff. Yes. Uh, So when the skin comes off, whatever was laying on it comes off. Also, the bugs can't get out at, at it. I mean, if I'm a bug, I ain't gonna go after pineapple because those, <laughs> those things look pretty frightening to me. Um, however, you know, the thick skin uh, does something. Also, some plants have natural immunity against insects, mm-hmm. uh, and other plants, uh, like for example, kiwis, uh, many times come from New Zealand and places like that. So what you wind up getting is uh, places that just grow things organically as a, as a matter of, of, of course. I'm curious why the sweet peas should be frozen instead of fresh. That's I'd be curious too. Yeah. Anyway, this is a nice list. So keep these in mind as you shop around for your variety of fruits and vegetables. And that's a way to save money because you don't need to necessarily get those ones organically. So you can save a lot of money right there. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of these seem to have a skin on them. I love avocados. Oh, me too. Gosh. Not so much sweet peas, but I'm sure they have their place in somebody's place. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Urban Health Weekly today. I hope you'll join me and my friends next week so you can stay informed and inspired to take control of your health. See you next time. Summer is right around the corner, and you know what that means. Cooking out, diving in, and soaking up a whole lot of sunshine. The Home Depot has everything you need to start your summer right. Upgrade your cookout game with Traeger grills and smokers. Then gather around a new Hampton Bay patio set with family and friends. It feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot with savings on summer fun. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.